0: You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast bonus episode. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. It's a bonus episode, and I wanted to just jump on the mic real quick because this is going out on August 31st, which is pub day. As they say in the industry, publication day for Make Some Noise, Speak Your Mind and Own Your Strength. It's officially out, and pub days are always tricky. You know, with my very first book, 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, it started shipping a month before my pub date. (laughs) <laughs> and so we were scrambling to get everything ready. And with my second book, it more or less started shipping on time, so I had kind of a regular pub date. And you know, this one is is similar to the last one, but it's it's interesting. It's interesting when it comes out to have worked on a project for so long and and have it come out into the world. And th- that's really not what I came here to talk to you about. I've been thinking a lot about legacy. And as someone who writes books, and this particular book, the dedication is to my daughter Sydney, and my mother, and to her mother, and her mother, and her mother. And I dedicated it to them because these are the most important women in my life. I have a lot of women in my life that are important to me, but my my daughter and my mom are incredibly important to me, and... This is – it's part of my legacy for sure. It's it's part of my legacy and again, I've been thinking a lot about it and what is it? What am I going to leave behind when I'm no longer here? I ha- I have a feeling you did not know that this is what I was going to get into. <laughs> Welcome to the most morbid podcast you've ever listened to. No, it's not. What I want to talk about goes beyond what we do for a living And I think, in my opinion, to leave a legacy that we're proud of goes so much farther beyond the things that we do in terms of what we do for a living. And a lot of people get hot and bothered about their purpose, the meaning of their life, and it's part of the human experience to care a lot if we matter to other people That if our lives matter, we love to make meaning of things. And the biggest, most important thing that we put meaning on is our own life. What's it all for? What's the purpose? I've even had my children ask me that before. In my humble opinion, I think that the reason that we are here and the biggest part of our legacy is the relationships that we have with the people in our life, especially the people that we are the closest to whether these are lifelong relationships or whether they're they're shorter relationships. And I have come to realize in doing personal development work, both personally in my own life as well as professionally, that the health of our relationships is directly correlated to the amount of work we are doing on ourselves, hands down. I've told you all the story about when my life completely fell apart in 2006 and I found myself on my bedroom floor looking at the legs of my computer desk sideways and I was on the phone with my sister. I had my flip flip phone to my ear. I had just found out that my boyfriend of several months was – cheating on me with a woman he had met in rehab and he was at rehab because he had a prescription pill addiction. And I also knew that he had been lying to me our whole relationship and said that he had terminal cancer to cover up said drug addiction. And I was also at that time about 10 weeks pregnant with his child. And my life had completely imploded. And it was the first time I kind of had so much clarity, so much clarity amidst all the drama, amidst all the chaos, amidst hearing my sister cry in my ear <laughs> for me. And I wasn't crying. And I thought, I how did I get here, first of all? And this isn't where I was meant to be. Like, I I need to get out of this place emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And that was the moment I decided to change my life. And it was not linear. It was not perfect. It was 15 years ago. And there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of hard conversations with myself and with other people. And I can tell you most definitely that I've truly never been more grateful for anything in my life because it takes intention and total consciousness to make changes. And you don't necessarily have to have an on-the-floor laying on the bedroom carpet Your life totally imploded moment like I did? Absolutely not. It does, I don't recommend it having been that dramatic. (laughs) But you can choose small moments over and over again to change your life. And what I mean specifically by changing your life, it can mean a whole list of things. It is things like, Speaking your mind, (laughs) owning your strength, making noise, speaking up for yourself, giving an opinion, learning how to set boundaries, understanding what your values are, and acting on them. It is getting help for any addictions that you have, going to therapy and getting really honest with yourself and your therapist, doing any kind of trauma therapy that you might need digging into your family of origin, looking at the habits and behaviors that you have and getting really curious about them instead of beating yourself up about them. These are all things that I've had to do and that have, that have shifted my life in some way. It's about understanding that your feelings and emotions are never wrong, ever. But you're responsible for your behaviors that stem from those feelings and emotions, that sometimes someone's feelings are understandable, but their behavior is unacceptable. And sometimes that person is us. The feelings are understandable, but the behavior is unacceptable. And I was just having a conversation with my husband last week. We got into a disagreement, and I was short with him, and he was a little passive-aggressive. And I noticed something that happened so i was on my way out the door when this happened i had to go run some errands that were time sensitive and even six or so years ago when we would have disagreements like that and even small ones like that one was i would have immediately gone into he's probably going to leave me he probably thinks i'm so difficult and would be mildly to moderately obsessing on how he perceived me on what was going to happen next do I need to plan out my future as a single parent, et cetera, et cetera. I would go into that massive wound of abandonment and basically like fight or flight response. And I noticed that, you know, I walked into the garage, I got in the car and I thought, it's going to be fine. I'm mad at him. He's mad at me. And neither of us are going anywhere. (laughs) And I was like, hey, that's amazing. And then I got home later and I approached him and we apologized to each other for how we behaved and how we spoke to each other and we worked it out. And then we were making dinner later that day and I, I just was acknowledging to him, I'm like, I'm so proud of us that we are in this healthy and mature relationship and we can work things out so easily. And I was telling him that I was proud of myself for not going down that path of feeling like he was going to leave me immediately and that I was and feeling like I was too difficult to be married to beat myself up for it. And he said, "You know, sometimes I get a little inkling that I want to run away." And I'm like, "That you're going to leave me." And he's like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> like I want to just completely avoid you and the conversation altogether and many, many years ago, that's how it would be and sometimes he wouldn't talk to me for like 2 days. Stonewaller. And we went to therapy and we learned about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, <laughs> John Gottman, if anyone wants to look it up. And we we know the behaviors that are extremely triggering to each other and we avoid them. And he said, you know, there's still that pull a little bit that I want to just walk away from you and not talk to you for a couple of days. But I've realized, this is what he said, but I've realized it's so much easier and the outcome is so much better if I just circle back with you and we talk about it and we apologize if we feel that we need to. And we get over it. And we get through it. And I mean, I don't know for any of you listening. <laughs> I... Coming from an extraordinarily long, dysfunctional relationship with my my former husband. If I could have seen that back then, I would have been like, holy shit, where do I sign up and how do I do that? And... That is the legacy I want to leave. That is part of the legacy I want to leave. I want to be able to show that to my children. I want to be able to talk to y'all about it. Because again, our happiness, our fulfillment, our purpose in life is directly correlated to the health of our relationships. And I, I know that it this can be a major struggle. I had no intention of going this far into this particular topic. But I, I want to just acknowledge that for those of you out there who might be in, you know, Maybe it's a dysfunctional relationship or with a partner who is not as on board with working on the relationship. I know how heartbreaking that can be and frustrating and lonely that is. And my hope is that you find some resources to be able to talk to your partner to have them get on board with it. And also find people in your life that you can lean on for support because, again, I 100% 100% understand what that's like. And it's not just our intimate relationships, it's our friendships as well. I've told all of you about some not so great friendships that I've been in and and I'm not blaming the other women. It was, <laughs> a lot of the problem was me. And the past 16, 15, 16 years has brought me so much just insight, so much awareness, so much waking up, continuous learning. And I also want to thank all of you for giving me the opportunity to keep learning and, and not only that, to talk to you about it and giving me the space and the encouragement to tell you about stories like this, to talk to you like in real time when things are happening and I can talk to you about something that just happened last week. I also want you all to know how much I, I genuinely care about all of you care about your well-being. If I had as much money as Jeff Bezos, I would still do this. I would still have this podcast and I wouldn't need advertisers. <laughs> By the way, this 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 episode is ad-free and I would still do this because I care so much about your growth and your life and, and your legacy. I don't I don't do this just because I make a living at it. I do it because I genuinely care about our world, about my community, about the next generations that are going to come after us. And I also think that when we are growing and learning and waking up and healing and all of those things, for women and for men too in some regard, but since I mostly talk to women – and I mostly write books for women, all of that is an act of making noise. It is. I say all the time, women's empowerment is an act of rebellion because we are pushing up against the cultural norms and standards and programming and socialization that we've all received. So I hope you love this book and that you enjoyed this brief talk that we've had today on August 31st. And if you're listening after this, hi. You're listening in the future make some noises available and I want to just tell you one more time about uh, the book club that's free that's starting on September 20th 2021 and the free downloadable workbook that is gorgeous make sure you follow the instructions if you are going to save your work online and also while supplies last I am snail mailing, y'all, if you're in the United States or Canada, book plates. Because COVID sucks and we can't do live events like I had originally planned when I wrote the book proposal in 2019, um, I can sign the book for you. It, there, there's really cute stickers that say make some noise and I will personalize it and sign it to you and mail it. So all of that is at andreaowen.com noise if you have any questions about the bonuses, shoot us an email. You can use the contact page on the website or support at andreaowen.com and Emily or Rebecca will be sure to help you out. And I I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast, for supporting the advertisers, for buying my books and telling your friends about them. I'm still blown away that... People like my stuff. And I, I don't mean that from like a self-deprecating place. I do feel like I, I have some talent. I do. But it's, it's one of those like, wow, I cannot believe that this little girl who read Judy Bloom and Sweet Valley High series and Beverly Cleary books obsessively who thought it would be so cool to be an author – when I thought of the the women authors that I knew of, I wasn't reading like classical fiction. I mean, I was for school, but like <laughs> – but I was 11. I was my daughter's age and thought how rad would it be to be an author. And then I grew up and it was like one of those – you know how like little girls think they can become president and then when they grow up, you know – they think that they can't, or just doesn't, it isn't the dream anymore. That's the way it was for me. I had other pursuits, and then here I am. Here I am. I sat up one day, a few months after I got sober and said out loud, I'm gonna write a book. I don't know how to do it, but I'm just gonna start and I'll figure it out as I go. Cause I'm resourceful. <laughs> I'm a gen Xer. <laughs> The last of the feral generations. will figure it out. Even though I truly think that all generations of women are incredibly resourceful. You want something done really well, ask a group of women to come together and they'll get it done. Anyway, you guys, andreaowen.com slash noise. I'm sure I'm forgetting to say other things about the logistics for the book. Uh, okay. Also, there is a book event. We're doing a virtual book event on September 7th at 4 p.m. Pacific 7 p.m. Eastern. Warwick's Bookstore is hosting it. I'm so grateful for them. They are an independent bookstore in my hometown in San Diego. And you can it's going to be live on their Facebook page. So you can get the information. Definitely going to be on my Instagram page, but if you go to Warwick's website and go to their events, you can find find it there as well as there's a sharing contest going on right now until September 7th. We made it super easy for you, andreaowen.com slash contest, and you just have to click and copy and paste. We're asking you to share about the book, and we made it super easy to do so. You can win a private coaching session with me. You can win signed copies of my books. You can win... Candles by Sephora Scents, which I love them. Their candles smell so good. I buy them for my clients and my team. And some other stuff. Fun journals and such. AndreaOwen.com slash contest. Thank you for sharing about this book. I wrote it for you listening and I wrote it from my heart. Oh, one last thing. If you're in the Triad area in North Carolina, the Bookmarks Festival is happening. I will be speaking on a panel on September 25th, although it starts a couple of days before that. It's like their 17th annual or or something like that. And it's a celebration of books and authors. There's food trucks. It's just a really cool community thing to do. And it's in Winston-Salem. They have the most adorable downtown. And it's right next door to where I live. So come see me. Come see me live. And we'll do like a fist bump while we wear our masks. And it'll be super fun. So you can find that at bookmarks. I believe it's bookmarksnc.org. You can find all the info on there. Thank you so very much. Come and say hi in my DMs on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok because it's so much fun over there. Both of those handles are Owen. And I will see you online. I almost said see you in cyberspace like my old sign-off. <laughs> Let me give you my my regular sign off to make it official. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye everyone.